0: You're watching Global BC. This is Global News Hour at 6.
1: Good evening, and thanks for joining us. We begin with breaking news today tragic details of a skateboarder killed on the road in New Westminster.
2: The accident also involves a semi truck. It happened near the Queensboro Bridge this afternoon. Officers are on scene investigating. They're asking the public to avoid Boyd Street at Howe Street right now. It's not clear how the accident happened, but investigators want to speak with witnesses and they're looking for any surveillance video in the area. The truck driver stayed on scene and is cooperating with police.
0: I think they're going to smell this and the rest of Vancouver is going to get a whiff of how free we are here.
1: A thick haze over Sunset Beach as thousands of people light up for 420 celebrations. An annual day in support of everything marijuana. Well, as you just saw, there's no shortage of participants celebrating cannabis culture in downtown Vancouver today.
2: And while today's crowd is large, next year marijuana will be legal. Jill Bennett is live in Vancouver with more on how that's expected to affect the event going forward. Jill.
3: And Chris, with the rain falling, this crowd is actually starting to disperse. Not as big as it was last year, but just a few moments ago, organizers took to the stage saying even with a change in federal law when it comes to marijuana, this event will take place again next year, even bigger and better. What better way to celebrate 420 than with a customized leaf blower named the Love Cannon?
4: We got the original gangster reef jerky. We also got the pot sauce, so you can get your pot wings or your spice on.
3: There are almost 500 stalls here for the annual 420 protest and Farmer's Market, selling everything from marijuana edibles to muffins. The event is not sanctioned and does not have permits, but one of the organizers says there is a big change this year.
0: So This year we've spent
2: $30,000 on this turf protecting material, and we're very confident this park is going to be just fine when we're all done here.
4: Pink Goji Kush,
3: $20! With legalization expected in the next few months, this is the last 420 event held while marijuana is still illegal, but that doesn't mean the event is done. Quite the opposite.
5: 420 will definitely be a protest as long as there's still stigma and discrimination against people for cannabis. Even if the federal government legalizes it, their legislation actually introduces tougher penalties, so everything that happens here today will still be illegal next year. That's why we have to keep protesting. Similar to how Gay Pride Parade still has a very activist message behind it, because there are still issues that they're fighting for. One,
3: but will future events look like this? Probably not if there are new rules in place before next April.
2: Well obviously there will be, I think, significant changes uh, required next year. They're not going to be able to just ignore the park board and ignore the, uh, the city. Uh, there will be rules and regulations uh, in terms of uh, consumption and uh, uh, around retail and all of those kinds of things. And uh, if this event you know, takes place, it's going to have to recognize that uh, uh, they can't just thumb their nose at the parks board anymore. All right, Jill, as is often the case at this event year after year, number of people treated by paramedics on scene. uh, What have you learned about that and how bad that's been today?
3: Right, Chris, so police and paramedics were here, stationed here all day. As of about a half hour ago, uh, we can confirm through Vancouver Coastal Health, 10 people were taken to the St. Paul's emergency room for various uh, ailments from here, and another 30 people were treated at the scene. At this point, it doesn't sound like anything was too, too serious, but in total, about 40 people treated after taking uh, things provided here at this event. Chris?
2: All right, thanks, Jill.
1: While some people who consume cannabis are not as responsible as the organizers of 420 say they are, and neighbors are complaining about it. Refuse from illegal grow-ups is ending up dumped in the back alleys of East Vancouver and other neighborhoods. The garbage is known as Scratch, a byproduct of cannabis production. Employees at a coffee shop on East Hastings say it's so bad they've taken pictures to document it.
6: A grey van stopped here and I didn't really think anything of it until I seen the guy get out and he clearly dropped off quite a few bags and when I came back I just checked to see what was inside and I just felt like leaves, the veins of the leaves and then I tried chasing him down. I couldn't get close enough to get his license plate and then he ended up just taking off.
1: The city of Vancouver has put up new signs warning anyone caught illegally dumping will face fines of up to $10,000.
2: Not fit to stand trial. That's the decision handed down in Supreme Court today in the case of Gabriel Klein, the man accused of stabbing two Abbotsford teens. It happened back in 2016 at Abbotsford Secondary. 13-year-old Letitia Reimer died. Her friend was injured. Nadia Stewart has more on today's decision and what comes next.
7: In presenting her decision, Madam Justice Holmes pointed to the testimony and observations of Dr. Hediger, Klein's psychiatrist. He says Klein is schizophrenic and that he suffers from all four characteristics of the condition, delusions, hallucinations, disorganized thinking and negative symptoms, which are best described as symptoms of withdrawal that often present as emotional blankness. And that is key. Madam Justice said Klein's variable mental state had to be considered. Particularly, he could be in and out of psychosis during the proceedings, and that could be undetectable, raising questions about whether he could participate in the trial in a meaningful way. Now, this decision means he is unfit to stand trial for May 7th, but that does not necessarily mean that he is not criminally responsible. His lawyer explains the difference.
0: If we got to trial,
8: the court would need to assess that. Was he suffering from a mental disorder on November first, two 2016, such that that mental disorder affected his ability to know what he was doing and know it was wrong?
7: Now Crown has applied for a disposition, so at this point Klein will be sent back to the psychiatric hospital where after 90 days the review board will reassess this decision. If at the time they find that he is still unfit to stand trial, then he will remain at the psychiatric hospital. But if they do find that he is fit to stand trial, then he will be back here in court. Nadia Stewart, Global News. Well, the government's anti-money laundering arm,
1: Fintrack, is being blamed for failing to crack down on what's known globally as the Vancouver model, even though warnings existed for decades. Recent reports show crime syndicates in China manufacture drugs like fentanyl and ship them here for sale. The drug money is laundered through our casinos and eventually parked in our real estate, driving up the price for locals. Fintrack is supposed to receive information from banks, casinos and realtors and disclose what it finds to police or to CSIS. Critics say a lot of information goes in, but in reality, little comes out. Fintrack is only allowed to share information with police when there are reasonable grounds to suspect the information would be relevant.
8: There's nothing wrong with setting high standards, but I, I, I'm wondering very often whether uh, the, the balance is there, which allows uh, law enforcement to be effective. There's still a large percentage of law enforcement people that, that really want to, to do what they need. They've been trained to do and, and want to take out groups that are, are flagrantly uh, abusing our system. And I, I think
2: it's hugely frustrating for them.
1: Attorney General David Eby has asked the federal government for change, saying FinTrack needs to be more effective, and the RCMP needs more resources to crack down on money laundering.
2: Religious leaders from across the country in Burnaby today protesting the Trans Mountain Pipeline expansion. About a dozen spiritual leaders blocked the entranceway of Kinder Morgan's Burnaby facility this morning, stopping workers and vehicles from entering for a short time. After giving everyone the opportunity to leave on their own, police ended up arresting three of the demonstrators.
0: I, I I think this is a, a, uh, perhaps the most urgent and uh, uh, inflamed point in in, in in our country right at the moment uh, 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 over the intersection of uh, environmental justice and and indigenous rights. So it's a, a very important uh, vantage point to look at that principle, which will be, I think, involved in in a number of other issues ac- across Canada. The
2: spiritual leaders are calling for more public consultation before work resumes. A larger protest and rally is expected later this month.
1: More voices weighing in tonight on UBC's offer to help pay for the SkyTrain Millennium Line extension. Currently, the plan is to extend the line to Arbutus. But the university wants to keep it rolling all the way to campus. Ted Czernicki has more on why, at least so far. The feedback appears to be overwhelmingly in support of the idea.
0: Another bus on the already overcrowded B-Line just won't cut it. TransLink is already on record, saying adding more buses means they bunch up along the Broadway corridor, making matters worse. So who wouldn't be in support of spending big money to extend the Broadway subway past Arbutus and all the way to the UBC campus? It's good for the university to have uh, fast-speed transit going here.
1: Having like a SkyTrain line that comes here is actually kind of convenient com- compared to like, taking like a one-hour bus ride.
0: So yesterday's surprise decision by UBC to announce it'll pitch in and help pay for extending the Broadway corridor project caught a few by surprise, but not Vancouver's mayor.
5: It may make good sense to just keep going, keep drilling uh, the tunnel right out to UBC, make sure it's a subway
0: right to the, the end of the peninsula. It's not the first time a third party has pitched in. YVR helped pay to have the Canada line branch off to the airport york university helped pay for a subway extension to its campus in toronto but it won't be cheap that 8.6 kilometer toronto extension costs 3.2 billion dollars going to ubc would only be slightly shorter and it would go through canada's most expensive real estate Do you expect creme de la creme comments from on, on this project oh,
9: i think inevitably inevitably there, there are some very affluent people in that area there are some unbelievably expensive pieces of property
0: and then there's the old military base on the Jericho lands, now jointly owned by three First Nations and the Canadian Lands Company. It's slated for a major housing densification.
9: There's going to be a large number of people eventually living there. You know, minimum 20,000, maybe 100,000. So there's a, a clear need.
0: UBC has not indicated how much or how it would pitch in to a project that would almost certainly cost an additional 3 billion plus dollars. Ted Cherneke Global the news.
2: North Vancouver man is being credited with saving a life aboard the SeaBus last week. Police say shortly after the SeaBus left Waterfront Station on one of its sailings last Thursday morning, a passenger suffered a seizure and went into cardiac arrest. Brian Cunahan, an engineer with the District of North Vancouver, jumped into action, performing CPR until the SeaBus arrived on the North Shore and paramedics took over.
8: And it is safe to say that Brian, performing CPR on the man, saved his life.
4: I'm sure if if, had a professional been there, they would have done things slightly differently. Um, I think the important thing is that you do do something when you're in those situations, and I just did what I I thought I should do until the paramedics arrived.
2: Police say the man who suffered the medical emergency was treated and released from hospital the same day, but has asked not to be identified and has not yet spoken to Cunahan. But first, despite the headline-grabbing bear attack stories we hear, the fact is, most human-animal conflicts end badly for the animal.
1: But in Squamish, locals are going to great lengths to make sure a family of bears lives happily ever after. People come to Squamish
6: for a lot of reasons. High on most lists, proximity to the great outdoors.
10: You know, you're only steps away from town here, and you've got the cliffs right here, and you can do all kinds of hikes. There's tons of great mountains around here. Many people move here or come recreate here because of the nature,
6: because of wildlife. So we go the extra mile to try and educate folks. Meg Tomb is with Wild Safe BC, and right now her priority is educating the public about a family of bears that are frequenting a section of the Masherder Trail for the second year.
10: Because the family's back and the cubs are now yearlings, is we've kind of uh, we put up a couple barriers just kind of delineate the area where they've been seen yep. and we put up signs and we're asking people for that portion of the trail to leash their dogs.
6: Most of the dog owners around here are bear smart. Michelle was glad to have had Hobbs on a leash when they came upon a bear a while ago.
11: If my two dogs, little yappy dogs, had charged that bear, I mean have you ever seen a bear... <sighs> You know, and then he comes after me. I'm not interested in that.
10: Unfortunately, what happens with dogs off-leash, sometimes they can pursue chase wildlife. It is an offence under the Wildlife Act, but what we're
6: also concerned about is just uh, general public safety. To encourage responsible behaviour, leashes have been made available. Pick one up as you enter the bear zone along the popular trail. Drop it off when you leave. But dogs aren't the only trail users at risk of disturbing the bears
10: statistically you are more likely to have an encounter with wildlife when you're mountain biking or when you're running because you're traveling at a fast rate of speed and you're going quite quietly
6: so give the bears a chance to get out of the way and avoid conflict by making noise as you pass through their vast and beautiful yard linda Aylesworth, global news
2: Nearly a half million people will take to the streets in Surrey tomorrow for the Visaki Parade, honoring the most important day of the year for the Sikh community.
1: Global Sonia Diol is live in Surrey now with a rare behind-the-scenes look at the preparations for the big celebration. And Sonia, this is a mammoth job for those organizers
12: absolutely it is huge it really is it's quite the task i'm at the uh, gurdwara uh, where the whole parade kicks off from we're at 128th and 84th which is the drmesh bar gurdwara and uh, and really i've been at a, a few of them in the in surrey uh, today and they've all been a hive of activity getting ready for a big crowd means you've got to pull out the big equipment these <laughs> temples like this one packed with volunteers, busy preparing food for an expected turnout of half a million people. The handing out of all this food, or langar as Sikhs call it, goes back to one of the central values of Sikhism.
8: Langar was created by Guru Nanak in the 1500s, the the first Guru of the Sikhs, and it was to share your earnings and food with, with the community.
12: Organisers say it takes months to put together what is now the largest Visaki celebration outside of India in the world.
2: The communities are so great, like as and people just come out of nowhere to help. So when we put a call out, we usually put
8: calls out for we need this or we need this, and we have hundreds of people show up we have 18 floats of different organizations there's uh, seminars and events going on for children and
2: kids and youth and then as you can see behind me right now there's uh, rides.
12: now vasaki isn't just a celebration of harvest time back in india for sikhs it's about celebrating the birth of their religious identity something that's a big part of an exhibition looking at their military heritage and their role in the first world war as brothers in arms with canada So you can
9: see the shared history here with um, the picture of the soldiers of the king. That features King George V wearing a turban, a dastar, and and that's a huge part of the heritage. The king of Canada is wearing a Punjabi outfit. Also, the history touches on the the iconic moment of the writing of Flanders Fields. Uh, When John McCrae wrote that poem, the Sikhs were providing cover for him on his left and right flanks.
12: You can catch the exhibition all weekend at the Sri Singh Sabha Gurdwana in Surrey. But if you're heading to the parade tomorrow, the advice is to get down here early.
8: The parade actually will start at 8.30 a.m. sharp on 128th Street and 85th Avenue. And then it comes down and finishes at the Gurdwana side again.
12: And judging by all the cooking that's still going on, rest assured, you won't be going home hungry. The Sikh community here looking forward to celebrating the most important day in their calendar.
8: You, you can put Christmas, New Year's, uh, Easter all together
0: and then that, that's Visakhi. Happy Visakhi!
12: Tell you guys, I've spent pretty much the whole day here at a couple of the temples here at the Gurdwara. They really are working very, very hard. In fact, a lot of the congregation have come uh, to share prayers and uh, to have some food tonight as well here. Um, The the carnival rides are still going on outside. Apparently, they're going to be going on till midnight. It is raining a little bit, but it hasn't dampened the spirits here. Everybody really looking forward to things going on uh, tomorrow. So, uh, look forward to seeing you down here. Back to you.
1: For sure. The eating has already begun. Thank you very much, Sonia.
2: Party's just getting started. Mm. Terrific. Thank you.
1: the AED. The AED is
7: in the front cabinet.
2: New video shows the flight crew on the Southwest Airlines jet crippled by an engine blowout responding to the emergency, telling someone to get the AED, the automated external defibrillator. Passengers were trying in vain to save the life of a woman who had been partly sucked out of the jet when the engine blew and fragments shattered her window. Other flight attendants are heard on video encouraging people to just breathe and relax.
1: Well, the American woman known as the Killer Grandma is behind bars tonight, bringing to an end a nationwide hunt.
2: Lois Reese is accused of killing her husband and then a complete stranger so she could steal her identity.
9: Tonight, the manhunt is over. 56-year-old Lois Reese, the so-called granny murderer, captured after authorities say she was spotted eating dinner with others, then casually drinking at a bar in South Texas. She seemed to have let her guard down a little bit, which the officers were able to take advantage of that. After someone recognized her from a television news report, they dialed 911. Police arrived and then arrested her. So today's a huge win. She can't strike again. That was our main concern. Her desperate run started in Minnesota on March 23rd, where investigators say Reese murdered her husband, then stole $11,000 from his bank account. She heads south in his car, stopping at this casino in Iowa before being spotted at a gas station.
13: Did you want to start heading south,
9: 35 From there, she turns up 1,500 miles away in southwest Florida, presumably befriending this woman, Pamela Hutchinson, who authorities say Reese targeted and then murdered because they looked alike. Now passing herself off as Hutchinson and stealing her car, Reese checks into a hotel 200 miles north before heading to Louisiana. And then her trail ends in South Texas, where last night she was finally captured.
4: You can run, but you can't hide. Uh, not, not today. It's, you know... There's cameras there's everywhere. 2018. It, it,
9: there's cameras everywhere. Hutchinson's family tonight relieved.
14: At last night, I was just in tears. and Then to get woken up and hear this news, that was the answer to the
5: prayer.
2: Well, TV actress best known for playing a young Superman's close friend has been charged with sex trafficking. 35-year-old Allison Mack, whose most prominent role was on the show Smallville, is accused of helping to recruit sex slaves for Keith Rainier, the alleged leader of a cult-like organization, Nexium. Rainier is also being held on trafficking charges.
1: The music world is mourning the death of a hit-making, Grammy-nominated DJ-producer who broke out as an international performer.
0: Feeling my way through the darkness Guided by a beaten heart
1: Wake Me Up was the biggest hit for Tim Bergling, better known as Avicii. The 28-year-old was found dead in Oman. At this point, there are no details as to the cause. Avicii was an international star, sometimes headlining music festivals and performing his electronic dance songs for hundreds of thousands of people. He had, in the past, suffered acute pancreatitis, in part due to excessive drinking, and had his gallbladder and appendix removed in 2014 this cartoon melting a lot of hearts around the world tonight. Drawn by Marshall Ramsey of of the Mississippi Clarion Ledger, it has Barbara Bush at the gates of heaven with her arms outstretched calling out Robin to a little girl running toward her saying mama. Bush's daughter Robin died from leukemia in 1953 at the age of three.
2: In Health Matters Tonight, an update to a story earlier this week about a controversial homeopathic therapy. Vancouver Island naturopath Anka Zimmerman claimed she'd successfully treated a four year old boy for sleep and behavioral problems with a homeopathic remedy derived from the saliva of a rabid dog that she ordered from the UK. BC uh, provincial health officer Dr. Bonnie Henry contacted Health Canada. And the agency now says the U.K.'s supplier is not approved to sell in Canada, and it has launched an investigation.
9: You're watching Global Hour
8: at 6.
2: Why this Metro Vancouver bowling alley is busier than ever lately, right after the forecast. I love bowling. Mm-hmm.
5: All love right. One. Me too. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, Christy, uh, time to check our weather forecast. Looks like yes. a, an evening to stay inside and go
5: bowling. Mm-hmm. We'll leave uh, Trish to have a look outside for us. Yes. So Trish uh, up in Global One is giving us this shot looking out over the and you can see how wet it is. Uh, you know, I've got a photo coming up in our weather window that is going to make this look like nothing. You're going to see uh, something, yeah, pretty surprising. All right. Uh, let's ignore this. Let's move right to the seven-day forecast. I thought we'd do things nice. totally differently, right? Because... This is your seven-day forecast, everyone. This is what you have to look forward to, a massive ridge of high pressure that looks really quite strong, and uh, every time we look at it, it looks to be getting bigger and bigger. Check out some of these numbers coming the latter part of next week. Now, keep in mind, there's still days away, and this can uh, change, so keep tuning back in, and we'll be able to refine these numbers. But at this point, that's what we're looking at for next week. But it comes with a bit of a concern. Let's look at the numbers for the Kelowna region, an area that is already uh, dealing with some flooding concerns. So this big warm-up after a record snowpack is really, really going to be uh, quite dangerous in this area. So we'll be tracking that closely throughout next week. Again, it starts on Sunday and then builds from there into next week. Towards the end of next week, that's when we'll see the real heat. In the meantime, though, we still have rain in the forecast for the overnight period. This is your morning hours. So rain still expected along the mountain. Those of you out in the Fraser Valley, you'll still see showers in the morning and along the mountains further east. A bit of a break, though, for those of you in through the southern interior. This feature here, that is going to bring in a slight chance of showers across all of the south coast tomorrow afternoon. So tomorrow really is a transition day. We're not completely in the clear. We'll see some cloud cover, but it's Sunday that you can expect that big upper-level ridge to build. And as I mentioned, that's the beginning of the heat. So here's your Saturday forecast, periods of rain along the north coast uh, across the south you'll see breaks in through the interior but the rain picks up again in through the mountain areas and again chance of showers, very isolated for the most part, some cloud cover and tomorrow really is that transition day before we head towards sunshine on Sunday. 14 degrees start to warm up on Monday and we head towards terrific conditions. A quick reminder, uh, don't forget to look for the code word. We have that great giveaway for a trip to Haida Gwaii, so check that out and then go to our website for more details. And here's the photo that I wanted to show you. Lynn from Nanaimo sent us this from April 19 So that's yesterday in 2008, nearly a foot of snow. Mm. Yes, so a little bit of rain and sunshine in the forecast. We're doing okay. Yeah, we're doing okay, everyone.
2: Thanks a lot, Lynn Schmidt. That (laughs) reminder. I appreciate it. That's cool. Thanks, Christy. A sign of the times and the end of an era in Langley, where the rumble of bowling balls and the clatter of pins will soon come to an end.
1: As Jennifer Palma reports, people are heading to the Willowbrook Lanes before it shuts down its ball returns for good. It's a sound most people know.
14: But soon it won't be heard in Langley any longer. Willowbrook Lanes is about to close its doors. I mean, this place has been here as long as I can remember, Um, so we'll miss it because of that, but I understand that's the way things go. The lanes opened in 1981 and have had two owners. For decades, Langley residents have been coming here for camaraderie parties and good-spirited competition.
12: It means we've got to find another place to go bowling. It's uh, it's an important activity with the individual I support, Um, so yeah, uh, we're kind of sad to see it go.
14: For Michaela Epic, the last three years of working at the Lanes have been memorable. It's been amazing. I love that we get so many different cultures and different um, like varieties of people and ages that come here. It's probably one of the funnest jobs I've ever had. The Lanes will fall to the wrecking ball and make way for their new owner, a Korean grocery store, Hanam Market, which is already operating in the Lower Mainland.
4: The Hanams that are... Established now, there's about three thousand people that actually go to Hanan a uh, daily.
14: Willowbrook Lanes will host a closing party April twenty sixth. Its doors will close on the thirtieth. Honestly, it's we, I'm happy that it stayed open for another year than before, so it's kind of prepped me a little bit better. But it still is very sad. I wish it would stay open. Jennifer Palma, Global News. Oh. <gasps>
2: Having fun at the (laughs) the lanes. Just a a
1: few more days left. Prince George realtor Tab Baker got a surprise when he walked into his garage, courtesy of a peckish moose.
2: Baker shot some video of a moose licking road salt off his car in the garage. It's not uncommon for the animals to indulge in road salt, but needless to say, they're not usually this bold. Baker was finally able to shoo the moose out the door when he opened the other garage door, and it kind of got scared off. And uh, this video serving as a reminder of why it's so important to go slow when boating off the coast of B.C. An orca calf captured on video swimming with, it with its mother and pod.
1: The Pacific Whale Watch Association has updated its guidelines for boating around whales, including slowing down to seven knots, staying at least 200 meters away, and limiting your viewing time.
2: Around your province, around your country, and around your world. Around the clock, we've got it covered. BC1, your 24-hour news channel.
4: All right, here is uh, a dance Squire. party you guys had going there. It uh, like, shows the folks your moves.
1: That's, that's if you have a really broad definition of dance. Like, there was
2: movement. If you haven't seen it, Marsha Gabriel tweeted out something about us dancing to the music that just ran in that promo. Sure it's definitely. not worth a view, but <laughs> feel free to check it out.
4: It is disturbing, mind you,
2: mm-hmm. for those who'd like to watch. <laughs>
4: uh, the White Caps are going to have to live without Kai Camara for a few weeks. Groin injury, that means it's time for Anthony Blondell to show us what he's got. He was the other striker Vancouver brought in after losing Freddie Montero in the offseason. He was a big scorer in Venezuela. Let's see if he can be a big scorer with the Whitecaps. Here we go. They're in Kansas City tonight. There's uh, Alfonso Davies. It's already one nothing for Sporting KC, and the guy who made it one nothing now makes it 2 nothing. Johnny Russell, that's not a good start for the Whitecaps. We mentioned Blondell. He has a chance to get Vancouver back in it. There's litter on the field. It's Blondell! Oh, he goal. 3-0 now in the first half. It's unraveling for the Whitecaps early in Kansas City. Oh, I guess there's some 420 thing going on underneath the stands in Winnipeg. See all the smoke there? Jet the leaf blower. And
0: Wild.
4: And things have gotten chronic for the Wild. Just to add to the uh, marijuana jokes. Uh, Jacob Trubo one nothing in the first period. That was a first minute goal. The Jets win. They win the series. Brian Little tipping in. Dustin Bufflin shot 2 nothing. We're in the first. Chris's brother, Brandon Tanev, with the steal and the score. 3 nothing now for Winnipeg. Up back in the From white out to white wash. The Jets score again in the first period. Joel Armia tips this one in. 4 nothing after one, 5 nothing now in the third. Jets waiting to celebrate with their fans. Uh, Pittsburgh could win this series against Philadelphia if they win tonight. Tied 2-2, just over a minute to go. Sean Couturier scores! And Philadelphia is staying alive and somewhere the Bee Gees are smiling. 4-2, Philadelphia the keeps the series going. The Penguins up. still lead, though, three games to two. One of the most popular events at the BC Classic and Custom Car Show in Abbotsford this weekend will be when the people from Darkside Racing start their car, which I think they'll do twice a day. Why will that be impressive? Well, you saw it a moment ago, because it's a dragster, and it has 10,000 horsepower. But watching and hearing it start up That's one thing, or I guess two things, because it's watching and hearing. Driving that land rocket is quite another thing.
8: Drag racing is not for the faint of heart. From zero to 300 miles per hour in four seconds. That is life in the fast lane. And that's where Calgary's Kelly Fedorowicz would like to be one day. Her goal is to be the fastest woman in Canada, racing against the top dragsters in the world. She figures she's about a year away.
13: I think I'm a fierce competitor. I think I, I look at challenges. I'm, I'm not a speed demon. Speed has, has less to do with it than achieving challenges.
8: Right now, Kelly is a drag racer in training. Her husband, Dave, has been in the sport since the mid-70s and has taught many drivers to take the leap to the highest levels. Now, he's teaching his wife. I mean, it's something she wanted to do. I'm getting
2: old. My reaction time is stuck or whatever. So, you know, a little younger people.
13: Concentration is probably the most important part of climbing into that cockpit because you have basically chaos
7: going on around you.
8: These nitro-fueled dragsters are like land rockets. It's an adrenaline rush to be sure and in a growing trend, more women are racing and flourishing. Some of the top drivers on the NHRA circuit are females.
13: It's the only sport where women compete on equal footing. We go up there and we are your equals. It is just a matter of whoever gets
8: there first gets the win. Drag racing is a true family affair for the Fedorowiches. Their son Nicholas is part of a mechanical crew. Throughout the summer, they'll be at car shows and racing events, promoting the sport and living a personal dream.
0: As a family, we're actually trying to train people, crew, drivers, and um, the community, I guess, to uh, embrace what we do.
13: For the future, for our next five years, David and I would love to be able to go out uh, to, to Canadian racetracks, to American racetracks, and campaign as a husband and wife racing team with our son crewing, crew chief for
8: us. The Fedora witches will be at the BC Classic and Custom Car Show in Abbotsford this weekend, and then we'll be back on track at Mission Raceway next weekend. Very delay global sports.
4: I used to have a car that did that, like the smoke bit, but it yeah. wasn't good. <laughs> One ten thousandth the horsepower. Yeah, then. the people behind me really weren't happy.
1: <laughs> no, I bet. Yeah. All right, thanks, Squire. Let's check in with Jay Durant now for a look ahead to Global News at 11. Jay?
4: Thank you, Sophie. New Westminster police are asking for the public's help tonight to locate a missing woman. Kathleen Stimson was last seen yesterday near Moody Park in New West. The 58-year-old is without her medication that she has to take three times a day and may be confused or disoriented. We'll have more on the search for Stimson tonight. That and the rest of the day's news when you join us tonight at 11.
1: All right. Thanks very much, J.D.
2: All right, Squire is up next with Satellite Debris.
1: But first, here's Kasha Podorka with five things to do this weekend. Kasha.
11: All the flower festivals in the area are finally in bloom. The cherry blossoms are stunning and there's more than 2,000 locations to revel in their beauty. The Chilliwack Tulips of the Valley Festival continues as does the Abbotsford Bloom Festival. It's hard to find a better venue to celebrate Earth Day. Join the celebrations at Stanley Park where you and the kids will enjoy hands-on ecology activities and crafts and a visit to the Heron Colony. Support your independent artists and designers and enjoy cool finds you wouldn't see elsewhere. Make It Vancouver takes over the p Forum this weekend with over 180 makers of everything from fine accessories, jewelry, clothing and home decor, just to name a few things. If you're in the Kootenays, there's a show going on for everyone. The West Kootenay Trade Show is on featuring over 100 businesses in nearly all areas of interest. Products, services, food, you name it. But for the real foodies, this one's for you. The Okanagan Eats Food Show is two days of learning, tasting and exploring. Celebrity chefs will inspire and entertain as you browse and get a taste of Okanagan's best. For more on this, head to globalnews.ca slash five things.
8: This program is brought to you by BCAA. Get a BCAA membership and save with our many partners. Plus, get the best roadside assistance.
2: All right. Thanks very much, Paul. If there's a giant fly in the studio. It might make a cameo appearance during satellite debris tonight. I
4: don't know if there's room for it at this desk. No. With,
1: with
2: all, all the big personality.
4: Keep your scripts ready. So um, we showed this earlier in the week. I'm going to tell you one more time. The little girl at the Washington Capitals game who got a puck right. from Prince George's, Prince George guy, Brett Connolly. Um, She's been invited to the next home game by the Capitals owner. She'll meet Brett Connolly in person. I'm going to go through this one one more time and then show you a couple of other incidences that show you how good hockey players can be. All right, starting with the Connolly game. So, initially, people thought that the man catching the puck must have been the father of the three children down front. That's not the case at all. The 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 little girl, whose name is Keelan Moxley, her dad was actually seven rows back, but he told her stand down or he might get a puck. She didn't get that one from Conley, and he wanted wanted to give it to her. her. So, not happy about that. So So then he throws another one, and this guy gives it to the other boy. So now he's pounding on the glass. Brett Conley is like, you got to give it to her. And see the reaction when she finally gets her puck. That video on Twitter, Uh, the most ever for any NHL (laughs) video. Forget the best goal, forget anything, that's the one. Crosby sees a little girl with a sign that says, can I have your stick, Sidney Crosby? There you go. Oh, sweet. Where's the sign? You may see the sign right there. (laughs) Sid, can I have your <laughs> stick, please?" And then Pavel Butnevich who's a Russian sees a young I think boy with his uniform from his Russian team. Aww. And he's moved the tears this young lad, again, I think it's a young lad um, because he gets the stick. Oh, that's so sweet. And then watch. Now you gotta, you gotta wipe the tears away and smile for the camera. Come on, we need a selfie here. Come on, come on. There you go. Yay! Yeah, he does it. He does it. (laughs) All right. That's sweet. Awesome. Okay, just to show you hockey players are good guys. Uh, Keystone Brewery has a character and has had for a few years named Keith Stone (laughs) as their guy who promotes their beer. And he's, yeah, you got to watch this. Here we go.
8: Hold my stones. Mimes are a strange breed often misunderstood and occasionally creepy due to the fact that they come from the clown family of street performers.
10: You never know what lies beneath the face paint.
2: (coughs) It's best to speak to them in their own language.
4: (coughs) (coughs) Look!
8: talk to me have you succumbed to the charms of this mime
1: i'm okay
11: how'd you get so smooth
2: chief Stone from Keystone. Keystone, Keystone, get it? Yeah,
4: (laughs) gotcha. All right. uh, Last but not least, a couple of old favorites. One featuring um, oh, why does his name escape me now? Oh, Christopher Walken. Oh yeah. Christopher Walken and a trunk monkey. Here we go.
12: Who took your measurements from your toes to the top of your head?
8: Yeah, you know.
0: Who was it? Yeah, you know. We real cool.